Hi everyone, I'm Hannah. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Jillian. And welcome to Girls, Girls Night, Night In. In. On this podcast, we talk about everything from pop culture to religion, from relationships to politics, all through the lens of three black girls. Come on. <laughs> so girls, I got a question for you. All right. All right. So we're kind of doing a recap of... Uh, well, not a recap, a second part of our Black History Month episode. But, you know, it's March, but we're just, we're still Black History is every day, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so my question is, so what's a prominent black figure or maybe not so prominent black figure that you admire? Mm-hmm. And explain why you admire them. Don't all talk at once. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I think in recent years, especially with. Wakanda Forever just coming out. Mm. Angela Bassett has really been my huge. queen, winning awards as yes. she should, yes. as she should. But I just love the way that like she carries herself mm-hmm. with such grace and poise, and she's very articulate. Yeah, and I also love that she's very um, vocal about how her faith has impacted her. Um, I know she's had a long career, mm-hmm. and for Black people in the industry, it's not. It doesn't always feel rewarding because yeah. she's done a lot of stuff. I she has so many credits under her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to like just now be really um like reaping the fruits of her labor mm-hmm. um and still being humble and grateful, even though there's a lot of reasons she could be bitter yeah. um from her experience in the industry is just like really admir- admirable. Mm. Her, so Angela Bassett, period. Queen. Love hey. that. Queen well, mother. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I was thinking of it, my mind, I don't know why I went to like authors. And Ooh. so I want to talk about my favorite author. Mm-hmm. And her name is Zora Neale, Zora Neale Hurston. Oh. And she wrote Their Eyes Are Watching God. Okay. Have you read that book? Tea Cake. Yeah, I had to read in high school. Tea Cake and Janie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, I really love that book. And it's just talking about like. It's so good. Just love and finding yourself mm-hmm. and all of that. So Yeah. And she's a great writer, in my opinion. Classical literature. Come on, AP Lit. <laughs> but, so my mind went to my favorite author, which is her. Yeah. Ooh. Jillian. She's her. Sorry. She's that girl. Okay. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> um, ooh, y'all. I really don't know. I'd say right now, um, maybe somebody like Queen Latifah. Ooh. Um, I think I I really appreciate her because she really broke into the rap scene um, in like the 1990s and really like made a name for black women in the rap scene along mm-hmm. with other um, great women, great other like women who rap who I love as well. Yeah. And especially Unity, you know, U-N-I-T-Y, that song <laughs> slaps, you guys should go stream that. Um, and also just the way she handles herself, like she's in two, um, like two um, TV shows that I really like. It, but I especially like the TV show Living Single that she's Ooh, in. Love that show. And her hair is always laid. She never has a bad hair day, and she's just a phenomenal woman. So we are I love Queen. Hey, single. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. Love black figures. That's right. all right y'all let's talk business yes so before we get into it quick recap last episode we talked about just the history of black history month Mm -hmm. obviously when it started why it started 
we talked about, you know, the difference between revolution and movement and how that impacted uh, the civil rights movement and, you know, subsequent um, efforts to free mm-hmm. and oppressed people, the African-American community in the United States. And then we touched a little bit about acknowledging hu- the humanity of one another, mm-hmm. um, regardless of race, especially as it relates to Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Right. So I kind of wanted to dig back into that conversation um during everything that went down in 2020 Mm -hmm. there was a lot of talk around the organization black lives matter Mm -hmm. um and i like don't even know where i'm going i don't know where i'm going with that (laughs) let's just stop (laughs) i have to think about like where do we go from there Wait, yeah. I'm confused. I like was going At somewhere, this point, and we then might I as well know. just change the title "Dream and Nightmare." No part one. <laughs> At this point, like I don't know where I'm going. I started talking, and then I realized this train of thought has no end. Lizzie, well, I was gonna say something, but now I don't know. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna talk about like, should we just talk about being black? Like our experiences, just being black. We could like dive into that. Sure. I guess. It, I don't want, if you had something to say, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to no, mess you it's up. it's okay. I just realized that, like, I was talking and it wasn't going to go anywhere. So okay. I stopped talking. Because <laughs> it was just nonsense coming out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> so just just still do, like, the recap of the last episode, and then we can just talk about. So, like, episode. in general, like, we talk generally about, mm-hmm. um, like, the, I guess, what's going on in black, what the. Uh, excuse me um <laughs> about what's going on within the black community within america mm-hmm. you know generally but how does that relate to you guys personally like have you guys ever you know experienced anything that has let you know you were black like you know you're black but yeah. have you ever experienced something that was like yeah i'm black wow that really i don't know that lets you that um i guess just like let you know that you're your color. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I think for me, it was being at a PWI mm. Real. and mm-hmm. walking into class and you being either the only black person or like out of a few. And when yeah. I say few, I mean a select yeah. like five. <laughs> so like at that moment, you're like, whoa, I'm black. And even though, like, maybe people aren't doing anything to make you feel excluded, it's Mm -hmm. just that when you're in a place or a room or just amongst a group of people and there aren't any, there isn't anyone else that looks like you, Mm -hmm. it's very eye opening. Yeah. And just that in and of itself makes the experience harder Mm -hmm. because I don't, I feel like I don't have anybody I can relate to. I can, like, just look up to because I think for me, I like to look up to people who look like me, who yeah. understand the things I've gone through, or who might understand my struggles or my successes or my culture or the things I say, the colloquialisms, however you say that, <laughs> and like all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different when you have somebody who looks like you in a space versus being the only one. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. Julian, what about you? <laughs> um, I agree with Hannah. Going to a PWI, especially, like, in my department, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's scarce, it's rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with all the classes that I've taken, it's mainly just, like, me, like, the only black kid in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one moment that really made me, I guess, 
more aware of being at a PWI was when one of my professors said the N-word with the hard E-R multiple oh times God. in one class period to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And I was the only black kid in the class. And basically, like, people were looking at me to see how I was going to react. And I didn't say a thing. I was <laughs> like, you're not getting anything out of me. Yeah. Um, but that was like... When he kept saying it, it was like, okay, you don't need to get a visceral reaction out of, like, our classmates. It's like the word in itself, even looking at the word, is already harsh. So for you to continue to say it, especially as a white male, was, um, it was, it was an experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I've had, like, a, like, my identity is kind of, like, too i don't want to say two-faced that's not that's twofold not the word. yes mm-hmm. i'm black but i'm also nigerian mm-hmm. so i feel like that's impacted my experience since childhood because i'm black so obviously that sets me apart physically mm-hmm. but like the way i grew up also sets me apart from like black people because i don't have the same like culture necessarily mm-hmm. um i mean even simple things like food like, the way I speak with my family is mm-hmm. different. Um, one example, recently in a class, I was in a group, in a class that I'm the only black person. Mm-hmm. And I had, I was in a group with some girls. And they're all, like, really nice. And th- it wasn't, like, we weren't talking about anything bad. Like, they weren't making me feel left out. But we were talking about celebrating the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And I just talked about, like, how we don't celebrate. Because, I like, my parents aren't from this country. So, yeah. like, the holiday doesn't mean a lot to us Mm -hmm. i mean obviously we're americans so like i we are thankful for the freedom we have here Mm -hmm. but it's just like simple things like that where they're talking about oh yeah we go boating like and they talked about places they go like up north every year i was like i've never heard of that (laughs) but like that i think that's just one example of how hard it can be to like relate Mm -hmm. when you're at a pwi because like people talk about things that like and like again they're not being malicious it's just like a difference of experience it's Mm -hmm. entirely different like, I had no idea <laughs> what they were talking about. But, like, it's things like that that just make you feel excluded. An other, almost. Yeah, I agree. Because it's, it's not always something that someone else has done. Yeah, It's just when I'm in a room full of people who can't relate to me, I automatically, like you said, feel like another. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no one in this room that looks like me. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing you see is what someone looks like let's be honest so when I walk into a room and I don't see anyone else of color or of a minority I'm already like here we go Mm -hmm. and I don't know I think it's just important to have well that goes to the conversation of people of color in everywhere you know in schools um, accepting students of color having professors and faculty Mm -hmm. and staff of color is so vital because I think it's always important to have as much diversity as possible Mm -hmm. in these spaces where you don't often see people like Like you and me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and I think too, that's why stuff like the black lives matter movement, just kind of going back to the last episode or just movements in general can really unite people Mm -hmm. because we're united based off of similar experiences, whether I can totally relate to you or not isn't really relevant. I can understand what you're going through because I look like you. You know what I mean? I can understand or even just sympathize with what you're going through because I look like you. Yeah. So. And I I do have to say, it's like, 
when I'm in spaces with other black people, wow, that actually just made me really emotional. <laughs> like I kind of want to cry. It like, I don't know. It's like, it just feels good yeah. to be with people that like get you. Yeah. Yes. Even if like. She's tearing up. No, y'all. literally I want to cry because <laughs> it's like. I mean, I spent so much time with people that don't look like me, mm-hmm. who've never gone through what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. But like, even like, if it's stepping into our apartment when it's just like yeah. us, I'm like, oh my god, I'm with people that understand. Yeah, yes. it's just like a liberating feeling, and mm-hmm. I and I don't want to feel like that, um, because some people will say like, oh, you're just. It, it it sometimes comes off of comes off as like you're like separating yourself, mm. but it's not like an intentional thing that mm-hmm. I'm doing when I'm with those people. It's just like I, I cannot. <laughs> That's so real though. I feel like yeah. I, after being around people who do, don't look like me all day, and it's like we're like I'm saying it's not anything they've done. It's not like they've done anything wrong. Yeah, it's just something different when you walk into this a space where you're surrounded by people who look like you yeah. i can talk you know with our little sayings and stuff <laughs> like that like i i just i don't know like you said it's so liberating just being around people yeah. who look like you and nothing towards other people it's just like when i'm around black people i feel good okay yeah, and yeah i don't know i think it's so important and it's often overlooked mm-hmm. to have people that look like us in every sphere of society yeah yeah what what do you think Jillian you know I um I think now as I've gotten older and like and I'm used to like being the only black kid in the class um before I used to think oh other I'm the other yeah. But now I walk in there with my head held high. Like I yes. deserve to be here mm-hmm. just like the rest of you yeah. guys. Um and so I think that plays a big part in how I act because I'm myself and yeah. I don't need to act a certain way to appease the masses. Um and I think in terms of me, I have I'm very multifaceted, which means I have I know how to basically adapt to the people around me which is a good thing mm-hmm. um and i think that being around black people like at the ebony ball they played a song called big money right <laughs> and i was rapping the song i was like yeah! you know like all the black people know this song this is so cool but like you play that maybe elsewhere and it might not get the same reception mm-hmm. yeah and so i think i've kind of i've learned to appreciate myself for knowing especially like with music i'm a huge fan of music and i know a lot of black artists so being able to share that common thread with other black people has been really like really really fun Mm -hmm. um and i share that thread of music with other people you know what i mean like other people of color even like white people it's just on a different level yeah that reminds that made me think of a question about Mm -hmm. code switching because you Mm -hmm. talked about like kind of change not changing who you are but Mm -hmm. just like I don't know when you're in different spaces you have to kind of act different like if I'm in the office I'm going to act a certain way versus if I'm with my friends so what do y'all think about code switching do you code switch yeah definitely (laughs) I you know go (laughs) (laughs) I I yes well should we define what code switching is first okay 
Um, I don't have the definition. <laughs> <laughs> Coastal city is basically okay. Hold on. Wait. What is urban? Oops. Not urban dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. About to look it it up, says y'all. the practice of al- alternating between two or more languages or varieties of language in conversation. Okay. Okay. Now go, Lizzie. Yes. Um, I guess it depends. Like. I would say most often if I'm code switching, it's because I'm in a professional versus not professional setting. Okay. Like mm-hmm. there's things I would say like with my friends, with my family um, that I wouldn't say, oh, um, that I wouldn't say um, like in a classroom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably the most frequent thing that I do. But like sometimes there's also things that I would say like with my Nigerian Mm. group of people that I wouldn't say with like black Americans or with Mm -hmm. black Americans that I wouldn't say with, you know, anyone else. So it depends. I there definitely was a time where I like just didn't feel comfortable speaking like I normally speak comfortably Mm -hmm. because I thought it was like inappropriate Mm -hmm. like to be myself. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a good inappropriate to be yourself oh it's another episode (laughs) no i agree i definitely feel like in professional settings everybody like yeah yeah. make sure that they sound as eloquent as possible Mm -hmm. but even if i'm like with my black friends versus other friends i definitely code switch (laughs) because i feel like i be i come around with some random slang that i just be thinking (laughs) of myself like and there's just something different when I'm around people who look like me. Like I definitely yeah. will use different slang and just talking broke broken sentences. Like I might not even finish it. <laughs> but I'm like, you get me. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. I I definitely code switch. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously in the professional professional setting, of course. Yeah. Um, I I don't. You know, if my <laughs> if my white friends may not understand. I'll tell them, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I'm myself. If you don't get it, you don't get it. You know, and I, and I would tell you, I'll be like, you know, it's more of a black thing. Like yeah. if you don't understand or I'll yeah. just tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that again, just comes with me being myself. Um, because sometimes I think when people code switch, they think they have to change who they are. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't have to do oh, that. Oh yeah, definitely not. Um, like you can code switch and be yourself. And I've done that too. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think I don't really cold like code switch i think if you ask some of my white friends they'll be like yeah julie you know she talks to us like she talks to anybody so yeah yeah i think i think i do Mm -hmm. because i know like some stuff i say people might not get yeah it's slang wise yeah so jokes or like things like that i agree jokes especially Mm -hmm. that i'm like yeah let me not say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it went right over your head. <laughs> no one else is laughing but me. Exactly. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> wrong. Wrong space. Like for instance, there's a joke in the black community. If like you and your friends are hanging out and your friend sees somebody you don't like, your black friend is gonna say, "Ain't that your best friend over there?" Like, yeah, you know? yeah. And Go so talk to your best friend. <laughs> right. So like, if I had to say that to somebody like white, they probably wouldn't understand. Yeah. But I say that to one of you guys you guys understand i never thought about that that's so true mm-hmm. like jokes or yeah because there's this guy on tiktok i see all the time mm-hmm. and he does stuff like things black people do yes, for no reason yes. well, it's so funny it's <laughs> like why do we do these things yes, but we do yes. so mm-hmm. little stuff like that like jokes or mm-hmm. mannerisms or whatever mm-hmm. yeah that we do we just get yeah we just get it it's the look it's the black look no you it's just the black look <laughs> 
I love my black people. As black lives matter, stand up. <laughs> black people, stand up right now. <laughs> I could not. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. So, uh, well, I don't know if this is necessarily has to do with code switching, mm-hmm. but it does have to do with like the way that we act. But mm-hmm. more specifically, as black women, mm-hmm. Ooh. what has your experience been like? You can add a PWI, but maybe just in life mm-hmm. in general, especially as we've gotten older, older as like a black woman, because there are a lot of stereotypes about black women. Okay, being loud, Ooh. being aggressive, good. being standoffish, things of that nature. Yeah. Like, how has that affected you up until this point in your life, uh, if at all? If it hasn't, I mean, you don't have to. The first thing <laughs> yeah. I can think of is, um, in the situation where. I'm trying to resolve a conflict or like a disagreement or something. Mm-hmm. Just making sure I approach it in a way where I don't get stereotyped as the angry black woman. Yeah. If that, like you were saying, there's so many different stereotypes. I feel like we have to keep in mind as black women when we're just approaching situations. Yeah. And so I remember one time my mom was, I had a conflict or whatever and we had a meeting to resolve it. And my mom was talking to me about, you know, just making sure I just, giving me advice on how to approach the situation so I don't come off as angry, mm-hmm. which is good in and of it. Like, I shouldn't come in the room, like, yelling and all this and that. Yeah. But it's just sad how we have to, black women and black people in general, just approach things in such a careful way so we don't get stereotyped mm-hmm. yeah. as angry or whatever. So I think that's one situation. And another, I feel like a lot of people just, again, stereotype, like, black women are just I feel like overly confident Mm -hmm. you get what I mean like we walk in like we're the baddest thing in the world (laughs) like we can't we're so above people when it's like no I'm just walking in like me if you feel that way if you feel that way that's on you if I'm just walking in and doing me and And you're affected by it yes Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. There's so many stereotypes. Like we're yeah. we're over sexualized. Real, real. <laughs> no, I, and I was gonna touch on that. It's like the hyper sexualization of Black women. Yeah. Because I think I mean I've had experiences where like I've gone to events and I've worn just like simple things yeah. and literally guys telling me, "Oh, don't wear that around me or blah blah." I'm like, Girl. you need to control yourself. <laughs> no, Self control. Fruit of the spirit because. <laughs> And I think I remember that instance, like, when somebody had told me that, and I was just like, you need to control yourself. Because I wasn't wearing, like, nothing really was out. It just accentuated my shape, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, look, bud, you need to take two steps back from me, or otherwise I'll make you take the two steps back. That that brings up high school for me. Yes. Mm. Dress code? I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble because of some how something looked on me mm-hmm. versus a smaller but a lot of times white girl mm-hmm. i'm just being honest like that tended to be how it worked because generally yeah. the black girls in our class were the curvier ones mm-hmm. and you know obviously the white girls were not as curvy at yeah. that time and so like i could be wearing a skirt the same length as someone else and i would get in trouble I could be wearing a skirt with leggings. I had been, I have been sent to the office because of a skirt with leggings. And I promise you there were people walking in the hallways wearing the exact same thing and no one said anything to them. Mm-hmm. And it just became like embarrassing because I'm like, well, what am I supposed to wear? Yeah. yeah. Like 
I could be wearing a paper bag and someone's <laughs> gonna have a problem with it. Right. And you know, not a out. paper bag. No, literally. <laughs> no, it's just so true. Cause one time I was at youth group <laughs> and I was wearing a jeans that had like two rips in them. Modesty, oh, that's a different conversation. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody right away didn't say hi to me at all. Looked me up and down, looked at the rip in my like the rip in my jeans, and was like, "Oh, that's a big hole in your jean. Your thigh is out." And I was oh. like, "Hello to you too, <laughs> right? Like, Hi, yeah. right? I'm a person before I'm my thigh. I'm a person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, whoa, yeah, bro, like chill out, please. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, the conversation of modesty is that's ooh, a, whole a lot to that's unpack. A, whole nother conversation no definitely but i totally agree a Mm -hmm. lot of we're just black women go through a lot yeah real i i think one thing too is i've had people a lot of whom i'm like friends with now be Mm -hmm. like i thought you were like so mean when i first met you mind you this is before they'd even ever talk to me yeah because like i don't look nice because i'm not like walking around with a smile on my face 24 7 (laughs) you know like i've i can't tell you how many times people have said that to me and i'm just like you can talk to me like i'm not gonna like who are you why are you talking to me like go away i'll punch you in the face but like i don't know i feel like and this can also i think can apply to women universally but Mm -hmm. as a black woman i think it's different when it's just like i i don't i don't know the way i carry myself i guess intimidates people into thinking that like don't get me started (laughs) i'm not approachable but like that's not true. I, I, you can talk to me. I will talk to you. Like, I get it. Okay. Some people have just a resting mean face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> RBF. An RBF. Which I get. You know, sometimes, yeah. like Lizzie said, I'm not, I, I can have it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I might be thinking. Yeah. Pondering. Right. It's just my but contemplative face. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. I, you know, I might not be walking around with a smile on my face. But I, I, I don't know. I have a problem. Or I just don't like when people say, oh, you're so intimidating. Like, that's not a compliment. (laughs) Oh, honey, to me it is. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I actually understand that because I went in high school, like, I there were, like, certain people who were kind of, like, intimidated of me Hmm. because of a certain guy. And I was like... Hmm. You know, I don't want... Talk about it. (laughs) I don't want your man. (laughs) Um, But I think that intimidation can be a good thing because it shows you know oh you can't just come up here and try to play me and try to cross yeah. me all right um but it's also like why are you intimidated because yeah. it's not really like the person that there's like that they are intimidated by it's them mm-hmm. like what is it in you mm. that like why are you intimidated by this other person so for yeah. me it's a compliment in a certain way because it's like why are you intimidated about like why are you intimidated of me i'm just like can we use a different word you're so confident you're such a strong woman even the word strong i'll be like (laughs) (laughs) but like i just personally like oh you're so intimidating like oh yeah that actually thank you my heart beats Um, extra fast when i hear that i'll be like oh i love oh my god (laughs) the the grammar nerd in me thinks that intimidating has a negative connotation i think strong has a negative connotation Mm. i can agree with that yes i can kind of agree Mm. that's why i'd rather hear you're intimidating than you're strong 
I th- uh, I think they're they're I I'm a I'm a lean towards intimidating on that yes. one. Yes, but like I you think want sh- you like the word intimidating. No, is like, that I think that's more negative than strong. Oh, okay, okay. Ooh. But I think with strong, mm-hmm. my my issue is that like, what am I strong f- for? Right. Like, I'm a brick wall. Oh, <laughs> is that a good thing? No, like too like. I think it also speaks to the fact that like black women have to overcome a lot. And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't want to continually be having these problems. So let's yeah. fix them. Hey, because yeah. I'm tired of being strong. <laughs> like, okay, you're like, can I cry for a minute? Hold on. <laughs> I literally was about to say that. Can I cry sometimes? No. Yes. Yeah. Can I be weak? <laughs> no. Can I be vulnerable, please? Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind the intimidating comment actually because. Uh, it doesn't scare me. I'm like, oh, you're intimidated by me? Okay. I just say, why? Like, what did I do? Sometimes I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's an internal thought. I don't care yeah, to ask. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. I'd be like, you, really? <laughs> really? That is too. It's so out of nowhere. So, much. Yeah, you know. We love strong black women. Or, well, <laughs> we don't like Shut strong up. women. We love, we black love women. confident, beautiful, regal, resilient, yes, black women. Vulnerable black women. Hey! Oh. Mm. Yes, Lord. <laughs> that is too funny. So, yeah. Wow, this was, a, this was an interesting episode. Interesting turn of events. Right. We went from, like, Black serious. Lives Matter to <laughs> strong, into black women. Yeah. <laughs> Because black women Rock. are part of black lives. We, you know. Yes, we are included mm-hmm. in that statement. All right, y'all. It's 8.23. Time for my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> this, I don't know. I just started thinking about, like, I love seeing black women in professional spaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can dress. Come on. Talk about good, it. Look good. Our hair looks good. That's right. Popping them curls. Versatility. Black oh. don't crack. Mm. Mm. wear braids one day my hair straight in the next you don't really know (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that reminds so how do you have people i guess at school or just in general ask to touch your hair and what is your reaction slash feelings towards that question can i touch your hair (laughs) you know i can't really recall a time that someone asked Mm -hmm. they kind of just do it you know what i mean like they'll walk up to you and like just feel your hair like oh it's so pretty and like that's nice. My hair is nice, but I also don't just walk up to someone and pet their head like yeah. they're a dog. Oh dog. my god! No, like that's what it yeah. it feels like petting zoo. Yeah, yeah. And Oof. that's not that. Oof. It's not the compliment you think it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like an invasion of personal space. Mm-hmm. I appreciate people telling my hair looks nice because I spend money on it and I hope it does. <laughs> Real. I'm being honest. <laughs> okay, like it costs yeah. money to yeah. make your hair look good. This ain't cheap. Come on. <laughs> but like to walk up to me and like pet me. That's a little weird. It's and it giving is exhibitionist. What is it? Exhibitionist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just say my hair's a wig whenever my hair's straightened so people don't have the urge to touch it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm God. like, it's a synthetic wig. And then, like, <laughs> you're annoying. And then people close to me are like, you're oh. so, I'm done with you. I was talking about this the other day. And when people come up to me and, like, I'll have my curls out or I'll, and then I'll get braids and they see me the next time or vice versa mm-hmm. or just a change of hairstyles. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, your hair is different, or 
Have you oh ever wow, gone? your hair is actually long. Or oh wow, <laughs> no, you, that did it like, happen? Like I had night. someone be I like, had, "Oh my god, how did your hair grow so long?" Yes, oh I had someone like that. My too. thing is like, is that a compliment <laughs> no. or not? Like, what do you want me like to it. say Just to that? Like, your hair yeah. looks beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate yeah. that. I know it. Not does. did it grow overnight? Okay. No. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like, "That's crazy." I got this put into my natural hair. It's coming out next week. I sewed it into my scalp. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, that was a good episode. It was. We talked about a lot. Note. Yeah. Yeah. Check us out next week. Next yeah. week, y'all. We got some good episodes. What are we talking out? about next week? We're talking about dating. dating. Oh, no. We Do, love love. Are Help we us, dating? Lord. Are we not dating? Are we single? Are we sexual? Oh, <laughs> come next week to find out. Yes. We'll follow us on all our social media as yes. usual. Girls yes. underscore night underscore. In a score <laughs> podcast. Period. Wow. All right. Thank right, you guys for tuning in. Thank and we you. will see you next, next week. week. Bye, girlies. Bye, Bye girls. Bye, girly pops. <laughs> <laughs>